Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Welcome to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder, and today, Linda Ransom Jacobs is with me. Linda is an internationally known advocate for single parents. She's the creator of the Divorce Care for Kids program and is the author of her newest book, The Single Parent which is on the top 100 bestsellers list on Amazon in the single parent division. Linda knows firsthand the emotional and support needs of single parent families and has a passion to help hurting families. So if you're new to the Equip podcast by Rise Ministries, welcome. We are excited to bring you tools for navigating real life, and we invite you to continue following the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Today, we want to explore these thoughts. Whether you became a single parent through divorce, a death, adoption, or some other situation, you've probably wondered what the future holds for you and your children. You might wonder, will I be able to provide the emotional, financial, and spiritual support for my family needs? I mean, what's next, and how do I deal with it? In our time together, I want Linda to talk to us about these dilemmas as we dive into her book, The Single parent, as it promises to encourage single parents and avert problems before they arise. She'll share the best practices to help single parents improve their child's behavior, negotiate boundaries, and most importantly, trust God in the process. So with that being said, let's get right to it. Linda, welcome, friend. I feel so honored to have you in our studio today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I know. This is really awesome. I want you to know that Arise Ministries first met Linda in 2004. She was the speaker for our very first Thrive Conference. Linda, can you believe that? I was thinking <laughs> last night, how long has it been? It's been. That was 15 years ago. My goodness. And we've still kept in touch. And I just, she's a dear friend. And I actually, I, I, uh, got in touch with her yesterday and I said hey I need to get in touch with you so we can do a, a podcast on your new book and she said what'd you tell me you said <laughs> I said I'm driving through Oklahoma City <laughs> tomorrow and so I said whoa you're gonna have to stop and do a podcast with me so here we are in our podcast studio but it's just so cool to be with you in person this makes it just really awesome so anyway with that being said Linda I just want to ask you a couple questions and I know our listeners are really anxious to hear from you but first I want to know what made you write this book The Single Parent well, I, you know, I never really thought about writing a book, and I've collected so many stories down through the years, and and the Lord has just given me this incredible ability to remember children from years ago and the parent's story, and uh, so I have hundreds of stories of mine, and then uh, Bethany House Publishing contacted me, and they asked me if I'd be interested in doing this. And at first, I said, oh, I don't think so. I'm kind of busy right now, you know, but <laughs> so let me pray about oh. it. So the Lord had other other ideas. So I prayed about it, and I said, "Sure, let me let me work on this." And so it just came together very very quickly. Sure. Well, Bethany House. Oh, that's such an awesome publisher too. So that is really great. Before we talk about the book, I just want to ask you because you've been in this quite some time. Before single parents was really on the front of the horizon of America and across the world, so you you were there before the wave started, in so many ways, Linda. But as you as you look over the the wave, I want to ask you what trend do you see among single parents today oh boy I think a lot of single parents today um, are single through a cohabiting situation I think that's 
we don't have as many marriages anymore because we have raised a whole generation of children who've been through a divorce from their parents. Many of these kids don't want to get married again. They don't trust the uh, union of marriage. I was just talking to a young man last night, and uh, he was married once. His his mom was divorced. He said, I don't, I don't want to get married. I don't need to be married. I love my uh, girlfriend. She loves me. And so I hear that a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those relationships, not all, but a lot of them will break up. And so then we have another situation going on after that. Mm-hmm. So, um, But that that is one of the trends I see. Another trend I see is... Um, well, a lot of people leaving the marriage and uh, going a totally different route, and then that leaves the parent that's left totally devastated. Sure, sure. Well, you know, would you agree that all of them, though, through the years, they all want to know one thing, are my kids going to be okay? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's that's a common denominator. Well, I'll tell you what, Linda, uh, as I was looking over your book, the first chapter, you address one of the biggest issues with single parents and that is loneliness. You mentioned God's plan included the support of surrogate families. So what did you mean by that? Well, I think loneliness is a huge factor in single parents, probably more than anything else. And when I do single parent retreats, this always comes up. And I I just... I think we have to address the loneliness. And what, I'm sorry, what was your question again? Well, I just... You, something ma- else. you mentioned surrogate families, and okay. I was like, that was interesting. And then... Uh, so I just thought our listeners should hear about that. That is so profound. Well, I think we do. You know, when you look at the Bible, God created surrogate families. When you look at the Bible, there aren't two parent families on the corner lot in the suburb. And so there were most of the families in the Old Testament were split up either by slavery, wars, whatever. And so I think we have to create what I call surrogate families. That means when we go to church, I think the church can be the surrogate family. It can be the village. You know, y'all have heard this saying it takes a village to raise a child. I think for a single parent, that village is the church family. And so surrogate families might be, so I have a third grade daughter, and this couple in my church has a third grade daughter, and so that becomes our surrogate family in that they just encompass us us in their family. Or it could be an older lady or an older grandpa type person that becomes part of my family. That becomes a surrogate family. Uh, There's just so many ways to create family, and we see this in divorce care all the time and in grief share these people connect with each other usually it's a second cycle type thing they connect and they stay friends for years that becomes a surrogate family for them sure well you know what when i was a single mother i did not like to hear the word family it brought it ached my heart to hear it because i associated with family with a mother and a father and you know, uh, healthy children and a white picket fence and a couple of animals running around maybe. But, you know, I didn't even want to hear the word family. So this is such good news for our single moms and our single dads that, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 68, as you mentioned in your book, God sets the lonely in families mm-hmm. that that uh, families that you we can have families and not have what looks like the traditional family family doesn't have to be a mom and a dad i mean that's the ideal family but it could be a it could be a child and their grandparents it could be a child and a great aunt Uh, it could be so many different situations and we just don't think of it we just have the ideal family in our mind mom and dad and 
two kids, and it doesn't have to be that Sure. Way. Well, you know what? I think about the single moms in our sphere of influence, and I look at the ones that are not involved in the community at church, and I look at the ones that are involved. And the ones that are involved have a thriving sense of acceptance, belonging, a place to share life together. And I just encourage you as you're listening today, if you're not involved in a church family, community, you know, and you say, well, Pam, I've been to church, but it just it didn't feel right. Linda, what would you say to those people? The first thing I'd say is get involved in some type of group uh, and, and ministry. You take your mind off yourself when you're in ministry. And it could be just being an usher or some simple little thing. And, and I'm not... <laughs> Please forgive me, pastors, but don't put single parents in the nursery. They have another life besides being in a nursery. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> or ask them to be a babysitter for the Valentine banquet for the couples. I mean, there's so many things single parents can do. So I just think it's really important. Let me just tell you one quick story. Whenever my son had learned to drive in Oklahoma, we lived in Broken Arrow. And you know how you can wake up on a Sunday morning and it's all iced over. The roads are iced over. So he was driving to church. I said, now, Brian, the roads are iced. He goes, I know, Mom. I've driven on rut streets before. It's like, no, 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 son, this is ice. It's different. I can do this, Mom. So, okay. So I'm just gripping the, you know, the arm things. And, and so we come to the close to the road for our, our church that we turn left, and he puts a signal on, but he doesn't start slowing down. And he gets to the, you know, like you would do on a rain, he's, <laughs> and, he, and he goes to turn, and he turns, but we're sliding sideways down the road, you know. So ah. we slide over a ditch into a quick chip type thing, and. Uh, so he comes himself down and we we go on to church he said mom you drive which was a mistake i should have made him drive but after church one of the men in the church he brian had to go to work he said linda i saw brian out there he was standing by his car and he was just as white as a sheet <laughs> and i went out and i said brian what's wrong he goes i don't think i can drive on this size i just almost wrecked my car well this man in our church calmed him down he did what a dad should have done for him and it was just church family this man just saw him noticed and and took care of that situation that's church family that's why single parents need to be in a church family sure i do love that so much and there's so many other reasons you know i love the verse in psalm 27 it says though my mother and father may forsake me the lord will take me up and i just want that to encourage you today that you are not you may be lonely but you're not alone and there's certainly a difference in that so uh, take heart in that you know linda um one time I was approached by somebody here, and they said, I'm going to start a ministry. Would you meet with us to start a nonprofit? We're going to call our ministry the Broken Home Ministry. Ooh. And I was like, that is not, no, no, that won't go anywhere. And you, your chapter two talks about um, the broken, uh, talks about uh, we're not broken homes. So, I talk about the difference between a broken home and a single parent family. Yes. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a broken home is a home where the parents can't make a decision. The parent, everybody runs over the parent. Uh, there's just so many different situations in a broken home. A broken home is not connected. Okay, s- well, that can be two parent homes too. Right, exactly. But a single parent home is a home that's connected where the single parent observes and watches the family. I mean, I tell people, do you know your child like God knows you? Go and read Psalms 139. I think that's one of the best scriptures for single parents. Do you know when your child rises and when your child sits? Do you know what your child is thinking? Because... 
you have to know that in order to parent successfully these children. When when a child has done something wrong, do you feel it? Do you sense it? Do you know there's a problem? Uh, You might not know what it is, but you know there is a problem because you know your child that well, just like God knows you that well. Sure, and I love the verse in Colossians 2.10 that says we have been made complete in Christ, and we can be complete. We are complete in him, and we are complete in the fact that God is the head of the household, and we can we can take joy in that you know linda one of our sets that we were recording in fact you were in the set the emerge set it's a dvd set for single parents and for churches um you were in that set one of the sets by the way but one of our speakers talked about broken homes i said my home's not broken my walls aren't cracked and you know (laughs) right my fall house isn't falling down so that's just that's just a very poor description of of a single parent family but i love that they're single parent families you know i love your chapter on behavior and discipline issues i bet every single parent listening and every married person listening is sitting up paying attention to this. We all need help with that. Um, and your comment that caught me was, the Lord is my shepherd, but who's going to help me raise the kids? Exactly. <laughs> so help us, Linda, help us. <laughs> well, I think the 23rd Psalm is great when we're talking about parenting, because when you read the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you go on through there, and it talks about the rod and the staff. And, uh, you know, the rod and staff were used by the shepherd to guide the sheep. And so that's what I think that we need to do. We can be our children's rod and staff to guide them. Like they would take the, when they're up on a hillside and it would be steep, the shepherd would tap the sheep along the side to keep the sheep on the pathway. He used the rod to do that. And so I think that's what we have to do with our children. We have to tap them along, tap them along, tap, 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 set boundaries, uh, make rules, you know, guide our children. Discipline is actually just guiding and teaching. It's not punishment. And I see so many single parents that just yell and scream at their children, mainly because the single parent stressed. But the soft answer turns away wrath. I tr- just truly believe that. And that doesn't mean you let your children get by with everything, but that means you have boundaries set, you have some rules. You know, I wrote out an agreement and made my children sign the agreement when they became teenagers, so they knew exactly what I expected of them and what the consequence would be if something happened. Oh, that is so good. <clears throat> I wish you were going to be in town longer. I'd have you do another podcast with me on teenagers. <laughs> Maybe another time. Maybe we'll have to do that over the phone just read the book okay yeah that's it the single parent in case you didn't know what we're talking about today by the way if you have just uh, joined us or it is the single parent and the subtitle is confident and successful now is there not any single parent or married parent that wants to be confident and successful not to mention the underwriting is to negotiate your children's behavior and so many other things but along with that verse the lord is my shepherd i just want to encourage the single mom listening today my favorite a verse in Psalm 23 is, therefore, I shall not want. And I shall not, in other words, what does that mean to you, Linda? I shall not want. Right. I just think that means you have to just turn to the Lord. When you're with the Lord, and and I made mistakes, and I pulled away from the Lord different times. We all do. Life gets in the way. But whenever I stayed close to the Lord, I didn't really have any wants because God provided for me. And, yeah, I had electric bills that I couldn't pay. There were times I couldn't buy food. But whatever happened, God always provided in some way for me, whether it was emotional, financial, spiritual. God is always there he's the father in our home i tell my children when they say we don't have a dad in them i said yes we do god's going to be the father in our home 
I love that. I love I, I shall not want, meaning I shall not put my desire for anything else above my need for him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's I, that's something I tell myself today. So it's always good for us to review the 23rd Psalm. Linda, you mentioned the difficulty of supporting your children when you only have them part time. And um, I think the subtitle was A Father's Plea. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to read the chapter because I didn't have the book in hand. But um, talk to me about what you meant by that, A Father's Plea. Well, you know, when you um, – so many w- – we have a lot of co-parenting and shared parenting that goes on now but still a dad might not have a dad doesn't have their children all the time and so many single parent books leave out the dad i didn't want to leave out the dad because i know single dads who are tremendous single parents and they contribute to their child's life and i know dads who have custody of their single parents of their children so i think that's really important too so uh, the father's plea i think we just it's like you know whenever um abraham sent our Uh, had Hagar and they sent Hagar out into the desert he still provided for her he still provided in water and and whatever so I think a father's plea is you know they have to stay close to the Lord too and they have to follow God's guidance too I love that and by the way if we have any single dads listening right now I just I just uh, love it that you are listening and cannot express to you enough uh the children's need for you to be a godly example and i am so thankful that you might be listening today i just love that and i include a couple of dad stories in that chapter too that dad single dads that that are just tremendous single dads and are personal friends of mine too. sure i love that um you know linda i am glad you're in here because i'm going to ask you a question to kind of help me and and my my advice that I give to single moms but here's what it seems like I'm getting more and more lately and I just want your take on this I get a lot of inquiries from moms who are upset that the kids are going to go live with the other parent and they feel such grief and I know I know what I tell them but what do you tell people when they call you and they say I'm so upset that my kids want to go live with the other parent that you're saying the child wants to the go child the, wants okay. to go live with the other parent you know that's not unusual children want to please both parents and so maybe they've lived with the mom for several years or several months, and they, like my son said that, he wanted to go live with his dad. And um, so I said, well, he was like 10. I said, when you turn 12, we'll visit that again. I'm not saying you can't. We'll visit again. I think you have to know your child, and I I just didn't want to turn loose yet at 10 years of age. So that little stinker, I mean, like a month before his birthday when he was 12, I thought he'd forget. He goes, Mom, I'm going to be 12 this summer. I want to go live with my dad. You promised me I could. And I said, what I said was we would revisit the issue so uh, I said you can go for the summer and then we'll revisit at the end of the summer about what's going to happen after that because it means changing schools and everything so I think a single mom I know oh gosh I mean the first night he told me I cried all night long because I felt such a betrayal it's not a betrayal it's that they love both parents and they may be worried about the other parent and 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 they want to go help take care of the other parent there's so many reasons so you know I just tell a single mom calm down buy yourself some time so you can think you can pray maybe consult with your lawyer sometimes there's big legal issues in this and you do need to consult with your lawyer and then then visit at that point and um and it just is what it is and maybe they go and live with their my son went to live with his dad for the summer it didn't last very long but sometimes this is what needs to be have especially boys they just want to be with the dad that's right and you know what i always want to say regardless of 
whether we're worried about they're going to go to the other parent or they're entering the teenage years and we don't know what to do or they're graduating from high school and we're worried about them going off or they marry somebody you don't want them to. It's just, I mean, the cycle goes on and on, doesn't it, Linda? Yes. Um, The bottom line is this. You have within you the Holy Spirit, the guide you know, the, the gods and the Jesus is another inside of you that has always seen and know this would happen. You may be surprised, but he's not. And he sees ahead and he can guide you and give you comfort and peace and show you what to do. So um, it's just a good word for all of us to remember we are not alone, that we have the Holy Spirit in us that can face any issue that we do and already knew beforehand it was going to happen. So I'm sure you cover that many times in your book. Um, Linda, you have a chapter called Living Faith in Desperate Times. You mentioned the faith of the Canaanite woman. I just loved that lady. Can you <laughs> tell our audience about who she is, what she did, and what that chapter looks like? Uh, you know, that chapter just overall is, is just talks about faith and how we have to have faith in the Lord, faith in ourselves. You know, many times after a divorce or separation, a woman just doesn't feel confident. A man just doesn't feel confident in himself. So I think we do have to have the faith of a Canaanite woman, the one, you know, just <laughs> I really don't know what else to say except we have to have the faith and uh, and just be what it is. Sure, sure. And I, I agree. We just have to accept it. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So it's a lifelong lesson, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is for me as well. There's days I have to remind myself of that. I love the chapter, uh, learning to accept other people in your child's life. And this is something that I had a hard time with as a single mother as uh, my first husband left me and I was introduced one day to his new girlfriend, who is today my children's stepmother. And uh, she was, I found out later, she I was her counselor at camp when I was younger. So I struggled with this so much, accepting this. And talk to the mom out there that's having to accept other people in the child's life whether it's a stepmother or somebody else on the story the bible story and every chapter has a a personal story of somebody i've known or my own story and every chapter has a story from the bible and this one is the one that talks about moses and moses mother had to accept somebody else another mother into moses life or he would have died and so this mom loved that baby so much and she nursed that baby and then she put that baby in a basket and floated it down the nile river for the the princess to find and then of course we know the story that the princess uh let moses mother birth mother nurse him until he was old enough but you know what he must have known the the egyptian mother must have let him know about his birth mother because he knew that he was not an egyptian and so that birth mother moses's mom had to she just had to allow other people into her child's life and you know what she probably didn't we don't know for sure but she probably did not get to see her son she also knew that he was going to live a totally different lifestyle from her he was going to be rich and he was going to have all these things that she didn't have and and he was going to be an egyptian home under the princess he would have everything i just can't even imagine what that mom must have gone through but i think we do have to accept other women other people into our children's life if you're a single dad you may have to accept that your your son or your daughter has a stepdad if you're a mom you have 
You may have to accept that there's a step-parent along the way. Step-grandparents, step-aunt and uncles. There's a lot of people that may come into your child's life. And uh, I didn't really want to share my child, but you know what? That's what we have to do. Yeah, it is. And also a word of advice for you and me and all of us. I'm sure you mentioned it in your book a number of times is the value of of. Uh, I don't know how to say it, just not saying anything negative about the other person. Or, yes. Uh, Linda, just sh- share share how very, very important that is. Oh, it, when you talk about the other parent in a negative way, you're talking about half of the child because that other parent's part of the child. Mm-hmm. And while you don't want that other parent to be part of your child's life, let's face it, they may look like their dad, they may act like their dad. So if you talk really negative about the other person and then somebody says, oh, look at you, you look just like your dad, think what that does to the child. Mm -hmm. It could just crush them. So I think we have to be very, very careful what we say. You know, I I, I say things like, wow, Brian, you know, your dad was so handsome, and you just look a lot like your dad. And and Julie, your dad is so smart. You've got his brains. You know, like, because they they are a part. So you pick out the good part of that other parent, and and you let the child know about the good parts of the other parent. Yes, and I, I know from personal experience that has been a goal of mine through the years um moms and dads if you don't practice this i promise it will boomerang later on you in an ugly way a way that you had no idea um and it will not be a pretty picture to to unravel that if you have been doing that uh it's never too late it is never too late to go to your child and say what would you say linda i'm sorry would you forgive me what would you say to them i think that's very important for single parents to apologize to their child it just shows that we're human and you know what guys i made it i really messed up i have really uh i really screwed up if that's the term you want to use and i want to apologize to you for what i said or what i've done i also tell single parents want to step back a little bit on parenting if you have a teenager that's out of control 14 or 15 year old and this child's out of control there's nothing wrong with taking them out to eat or taking a nice quiet evening and sitting down and say you know what I've gone to this single parenting class or I've read this book and I need to apologize to you I have not been the appropriate parent for you I've not set boundaries or I've not done this or I did this I shouldn't have done this apologize to your child and say we're starting over right now we're starting over so here's some choices for you children need choices in a single parent home because many times they feel like everything is out of their control well nobody asked them if they wanted the parents to get a divorce so it's out of their control so the way you can give a child control is to give them choices and it doesn't have to be big choices it can be like what do you want for breakfast in the morning cereal or eggs uh you know what time do you want to leave for school 15 minutes early 20 minutes late simple little choices but this empowers a child so if you've made messed up and your child out of control set them down and say look i'm sorry i messed up this is what we're going to be doing from now on and and i want to know what you think how do you think i should handle some situations not saying i'm going to do what you say but i just want to know what your opinion is so you give them some power back into their lives i love that that way they don't have to bottle it up they can just it's healthy mm-hmm. for them to share you know one of your chapters is on modeling biblical principles for your children right there you have modeled it well to do that and mm-hmm. i just i love that i love that chapter as well uh, linda the last chapter Um, is single parents are worthy to serve. And I love that because so many single parents feel uh, damaged, feel disadvantaged, uh, feel second-class citizens, which I breaks my heart because there's, you get you get a single parent in a church that or in any organizations that's whole and healthy. They're the best. They're the best servant and helper there is. Uh, talk to me about 
why you wrote that chapter. Well, because I think a lot of churches don't think that single parents are worthy enough to serve. And oh my goodness, of all the people to serve are people that have been hurting and have turned their lives around and have found hope in the Lord. What other kind of people do you want serving in your church Uh than those who know God's mercy and God's grace? And you come to my church, I can point out people that have been through our grief share, our divorce care. Well, there's a person, that usher, that Sunday school teacher, that person in the choir, that keyboard player. You know, I can show you how God has turned lives around. And if you have some, a parent, a couple that's thinking about divorcing, you let a single parent talk to them for a little bit. They can tell them what it's like. Uh, I know I've turned several marriages around by talking Mm -hmm. to them and telling them what really it's like and the hurt that your children go through. Single parents, and you know, pastors, many of them, and forgive me, pastors, if this is not you. They don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Many of them think that single parents are needy and they can't contribute to the church. I know single parents who have millions of dollars and they contribute. They are a basic foundation financially for a church. So once you get the single parent over the hurt and and operating and financially well again, they will give everything. They're like the lady in the in the New Testament that gave her last her last coins and and Jesus talked about her. This is the single parent. They will give everything they have back to the Lord. Is there anything else, Linda, that you would like to say that maybe you have not covered, um, maybe your heart for single parents or what you hope for them in the future or what you're hoping this book will do as it moves forward? Well, when I started writing this book, I wrote down the goals that I wanted and I put it up on my wall and I just looked at it all the time so I could stay on the right track. And one of the things I want this book to do is to draw the single parent to the Lord. I want it to draw them to the Bible. There's tremendous stories I didn't know when I became a single parent. There were single parents in the Bible. And when I came across Hagar, the first single parent in the Bible, I was like, oh my goodness. God really does love us. There are single parents in the Bible. And it was exciting to me to know that God loved us enough that he put those stories in the Bible. So when you start looking, there's a lot of stories uh, in the Bible that will help you as a single parent. The other thing is I just want single parents to draw close to God, and I want them to form a relationship with their children. Many times you say, Single parents say, well, I have a relationship with my child. They're my child. Eh, no, you don't. See, after the divorce, it's a different re- it's a different kind of relationship. So you need to study your child. You need to watch your child. And that's what I hope this book can do is to help you turn your your relationship around and, and discipline and guidance. We make so many mistakes, and this is a big issue. I not only cover it in the one chapter. I cover it throughout the entire book. It's a gentle approach but I'm telling you, it's a successful approach to raising your children. My my kids are very successful, and uh, so and a lot of kids that were in my therapeutic child care are very successful. So I include many many personal stories about children that I know and single parents in this book. I love that. I just love that, Lynn. I can't believe our time is up. We could talk more, but our time is up. And so, friend, I just I just hope today that you have gained some insight from Linda that God cares for you and your family and that God will provide. We've covered a few of the topics in her book, but there's more. Issues dealing with more issues on behavior and discipline matters, supporting your children when you only have them part-time, as we've talked about, learning to accept other people in your children's lives, along with reaching out and being vulnerable, modeling biblical principles, and more. I honestly must say, um, this book is 
is one of the best books on the market today for single parents. So, Linda, thank you. Thank you so much for years of investment and caring about single parents and for writing this book, The Single Parent. Confident and Successful. Yes, Confident and Successful. the, The subtitle is the best, Confident and Successful. Also, Linda... I just want to thank you for your partnership with the Rise for many years now. We always count it a blessing to hear from you, especially when it's in person like it is today. So thank you for being here. Thanks for letting me come. Appreciate it. So in closing, we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic today, or maybe you could ask questions or can an- that we might be able to answer on future podcasts. So leave us a comment on social media or email us at info at net. And if you enjoyed our podcast today, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast and share it on social media. So be sure to visit our website at www.ariseministries.net, and there you'll see videos, articles, podcasts, Bible studies specifically for single mothers, lots of tools for navigating real life. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for joining us. And yes, the next thing you might want to do is get out and go get your copy of The Single Parent. Confident and successful. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.